Rewinding. Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. Kaya FM. Kaya FM. Home of the Afropolitan. My Money and Me with Sumitra Naidu on Kaya FM 95.9. Well, it's just gone 8 o'clock. A very good evening to you and welcome to, uh, to the show. This is My Money and Me. Coming up tonight, we're looking at medical cover. What do you do if it's getting too expensive and you can't afford it? Remember to call in if you have any questions. The number is 0860000959. I'll be speaking to Anele Oosthuizen of Alexander Forbes Health about all of this. Our woman on the move tonight is Zodwa Langeni of Alchemy Investments and our money lessons guest is award-winning financial journalist Fifi Peters. All this coming up in the next hour. Welcome to it. My Money and Me with Sumitra Naidu on the home of the Afropolitan. Right, let's get into it. With each passing year, the cost of living in South Africa becomes more and more expensive and the annual increase in medical aid contributions simply adds to this cost. Now, for many, COVID has made matters worse. People have lost jobs or their businesses and can't keep up with these basic expensive, uh, expenses. rather. And what we're finding is a lot of people are actually cutting out the medical aid or cutting it, uh, you know, cutting back on what they're paying for it, maybe downgrading. The important thing to remember is that it's it, it's essential for you to have some sort of medical cover, especially if you have a family, if you have young children, or if you have somebody that you're taking care of, somebody elderly that may need this cover. And once you, you know, you, you, you actually cancel off your medical aid, for example, you and you leave it, you know, for a couple of months, you may need to go on a wait period again to get on another medical aid. Now, I'm joined by Anele Oosthuizen, and she is from Alexander Forbes Health, and we're hoping to get uh, some alternatives for you, Afropolitans. Anele, a very good evening to you. Thanks so much for joining me. Sure, thank you for the opportunity. So, Anele, I mean, you know, how important is it, especially in the times that we're living in, how important is it for us to have some sort of medical cover? Yeah, Zumitra, I think um, the one lesson that COVID-19 has taught us is to ensure that we do have sufficient healthcare funding policies in place, um, not only to suit our own, but also our dependents, you know, and um, we need to look at our financial capabilities because they differ from family to family, and obviously also the medical needs that you may have in your, in your scenario or in your, um, in your family life. But yeah, I personally know some people that have been hospitalized for up to four months for, for, um, you know, for COVID treatment. Mm -hmm. I think that's scary for a lot of people. Absolutely. I mean, you know, the reality, though, is as much as it's so important, the reality is where does the money come from if we've lost a job or we've had to close a business? I mean, a lot of people that have set jobs, uh, you know, medical aid is part of their package. They may lose it that way. Or if you're running a business and if you've had to let go of your staff and close down the business, then there's obviously not much money going into medical cover. What then does one do? Yeah, I think it is important that, you know, that members do talk to accredited consultants because I do believe that there are options available. Everybody um, doesn't have to be a members of a comprehensive cover because even the entry-level plans on a medical scheme provides comprehensive, um, comprehensive hospitalization cover and also day-to-day cover, you know, your GP consultations. 
So there are definitely various options available. And the, most of the medical schemes offer a variety of plans. So, you know, the consultant will have to do like a financial and a medical needs analysis so that you can determine, you know, what plan will you be able to afford and what will actually cater for your needs. But there are definitely various options available and you can choose you know there are different options that you can look at you can look at maybe a more limited cover and uh, maybe restricting you a little bit more because freedom of choice always comes at a price that's it. Um, Afropolitans, I'm talking to Anela Oostezen. She's a branch head at Alexander Forbes Health. And we're talking about your medical cover. It is extremely important. But if you are finding it financially difficult, uh, instead of cancelling, we're looking at the alternatives. What what can you do in order to have some sort of cover? If you have any questions for Anele, give us a call. The number is 086-00-00959. Anele, let's, let's explore those options a little bit more. So if you've been on a comprehensive medical aid, I suppose that you could actually downgrade to make sure that at least you have a health plan in place, right? Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, first of all, before someone just downscale or downgrade their plan, um, they need to look at how can they actually stretch their benefits if they go to a lower plan. And maybe they don't understand that the plan that they have is more, far more comprehensive than they actually need. Mm-hmm. So they can look at alternatives, look at network options. The most of the medical schemes have alternative network options where they do restrict you to certain hospitals or certain doctors for planned procedures. You have to go to certain optometrists. But in most cases, those networks are quite comprehensive. There's also additional benefits currently with regards to doctor consultations where they have to, where they can do it virtually. That also makes the plans a little bit more affordable. Um, also, with your medication use, um, sometimes, you know, you, if you've got freedom of choice, then you will pay for that medication. But mm-hmm. sometimes you can use the generic medication to save on certain co-payments or extra payments that you need to make at the pharmacy. And also, um, yeah, look at your providers. I think that's, that's the, we have seen some savings coming through on most members where they didn't understand that emergencies are covered in any hospital. So it's only for your plan procedures where you need to go to certain hospitals on on those plans to avoid co-payments. So this so, you're talking about public health care? On public health care, there's definitely medical insurance plans mm-hmm. also in place that is far more um, affordable for members. But yeah, that's the other solution. But no, network options are not necessarily state facilities mm-hmm. only. It's a, it's a network of private hospitals. It's just where the medical schemes have contracted with certain of those private hospitals to, um, to you know, have a favorable outcome with regards to the contributions. Because in certain of those cases, those options are almost 20% cheaper than the counterpart. I just want to go back to, you know, just breaking it down, right? So the first step is if you actually have um, a medical Uh, medical aid with a specific company, that medical aid could actually be providing a range of different products. So I think as a first step, it's important for you to have a chat with them and see how you can actually look at, you know, what you were saying about 
understand what you need right now um, instead of taking comprehensive cover cover the basics and then you could actually go on to a different plan and then once you you know you can afford a a little bit more you can actually upgrade as opposed to just leaving the medical aid altogether absolutely absolutely because that's what i say try and go to um a more affordable plan that that can work with you and work with the rules of that plan so that you can actually stretch your benefits Okay, so if somebody um, has left the medical aid already, the medical scheme, and they're looking for something else or they are contemplating leaving it because they can't find any product there, what are the other things that we are lo- that's available? Should we first shop around and see if any other scheme can offer you something uh, cheaper? I think that is um, that would probably be the first point is to look at another medical scheme because if you do join any medical scheme option, any option will give you cover according to the prescribed minimum benefits, mm-hmm. and that is to protect the member. So, in case of hospitalisation, the may or an emergency hospitalisation, the member will have cover. The member will have cover for chronic uh, medication and treatment, and that's for your most common diseases that members have, like um, like asthma, high cholesterol, high blood pressure. So, at least they know that they will get the medication and the treatment for those conditions, because that is, most of those are life-threatening um, conditions that mm-hmm. they have. And there's also 270 procedures that are included in the prescribed minimum benefits. So even if you're on a medical scheme and you only participate in an entry-level plan or a hospital plan, medical schemes are compelled to cover that. As an alternative, members can look around for medical insurance products. However, those prescribed minimum benefits, they are not compelled to cover those benefits. Your insurance plans um, are mostly there to... um, add value with regards to GP consultations within the network, formulary medication. Um, but there is also members need to be aware that should they join another medical or medical scheme at a later stage, the cover that you had on your medical insurance plan, they will not be able to take that into account. And then members may be faced with waiting periods and late joiner penalties. Afropolitans, if you're just joining us, I'm talking to Anela Oosthuizen. She's a branch head at Alexander Forbes Health. And we're exploring the alternatives for medical cover. We understand that it is extremely important, especially during this time um, and what, we've, what we're going through with COVID. Uh, but on the whole, it's important to have some sort of cover. And we're looking at some of the alternatives if you can't afford what you currently have, um, which may be comprehensive cover or even a standard medical aid, it might be getting too expensive for you. So instead of cancelling out completely, look at something else to take on so that you have some sort of cover. The number is 86 if you have any questions for Anele. Anele, so if somebody is not with a medical scheme and they have medical insurance and that may be costing them too much, the difference there between those two and can they actually look for different products in insurance? Well, as I said, the insurance plans um, don't cover hospitalization. They don't have to cover the prescribed minimum benefits. I basically tell people that buying a plan where you get some um, 
sort of out of hospital cover. Um, certain of those plans do include cover for optometry and dentistry, but that is on entry level. Um, and in most cases, specialist consultations won't be covered. So yes, that will be, if you don't want to go to a state facility, then the medical insurance plans are there. And I do believe they add value for a lot of members that just can't afford the private um Is there a wide range? I mean, could you have something? Because, I mean, you have so many products and often we tend to feel like if something is really cheap, you feel like you'll take it. It gives you peace of mind. But you also know at the back of your mind, because you're paying so little towards it, you're probably not going to get the cover that you need. You're not going to get everything that you need. And you may have to pay up something if you land up in hospital. Absolutely, Sumitra. Yes, I think there are just so many options available, even on uh, medical schemes. You know, in certain cases, members can have um, a choice of between 23 different plans. So it does become overwhelming. But I do think it's important to talk to a um, consultant so that I can actually show you and highlight the shortfalls that you may have on your cheaper options. But it doesn't mean that it won't work for you. You just need to be aware of what you have and what cover you have because you need to make that work for you. I suppose it's very important to also sit down and understand what it is that you need. Uh, yes. Because, you know, when we when we were starting out and we started chatting about this, it's also, you know, if you have young kids or if somebody has an ailment or, you know, a chronic condition or if you have somebody elderly living with you and you're taking care of them, it is important to find out what kind of cover you need for them. And once you understand that, then you shop around for that kind of cover. Yeah, Um, that's important. And that is where the accredited consultants can come in because they are allowed to give financial advice. It's not anyone that can do that. And the accredited consultants have to write exams, regulatory exams, so that they can do a financial needs analysis. And part of that is asking the relevant questions on what is the cover that the, the, the member as well as the dependents need. And you're rightly said, you know, look at what are the chronic conditions. Do they want to focus on hospital cover, which is the, you know, your big ticket items? Are they willing to fund all the day-to-day or out-of-hospital expenses from their own pocket? So they can just, in such a case, they can just join a medical scheme where and um, have a hospital plan option and they know the big ticket items will be covered. Um, so if there are members that do need a lot of day-to-day cover, they have to go to re- for regular blood tests, then you can look at the plans that are actually make that available. But it is a financial needs analysis that needs to be done because sometimes you can go to a lower plan and um, because the higher plans, you know, you might not um, use all those benefits, although you will be paying for those benefits. So that is why we say rather speak to a consultant that can actually show you if you do participate in a more comprehensive plan, you know, you might be paying for benefits that you will never use. So it might be in the phase that you rather go to a hospital type plan um, pending what they need are. So we've got a question around low-cost medical aids for low-income earners. Do we have a range of that available in South Africa? There are currently the low-cost benefit options. And while there there are different categories of low-cost benefit options, most of the medical schemes do have entry-level plans, which is network-driven certain hospitals, certain doctors. And then the members got to cover for your prescribed minimum benefits. Those are benefit options, and you can also refer to your medical insurance plans. As I said, they don't have to cover the prescribed benefits. They don't have to cover planned hospital treatment. 
and um, currently the Council for Medical Schemes are looking to introduce a low-cost benefit option, but that's still pending, and we really hope that we can get some finality on what the guidelines will be for the benefits that should be offered on those low-cost benefit options. It might be a little bit more restrictive than what you currently have on your Council for Medical Scheme, but it will most definitely be more affordable because that's definitely a need in South Africa. I think it's, you know, it's important for people to phone and ask the questions that they need to ask as silly as they sound, because I sometimes feel like the jargon, the the medical jargon is just so much and yeah. we don't actually understand what we're paying for, what we're getting, whether Absolutely. we are entitled to certain things. So, I mean, we, I mean, is there somewhere where we can call and say, listen, this is what I have. I mean, if they're not able to get through to their provider, which they should be able to, but if, for instance, if there isn't, I mean, is there some way to call and say, listen, these are the benefits. What do I do? I mean, is this the consultant that you're talking about that we need to go to and ask? Yes, that this is, is a consultant. Mm-hmm. And all accredited consultants are listed on the Council for Medical Schemes. So I mean, can actually um, access the medical scheme website of the Council for Medical Schemes to actually search for accredited consultants. Okay, another question, Anele, is around break-in cover. So a lot of people lost their jobs this year and they just were not in a position because, you know, it came with medical aid. A lot of people couldn't actually take on that medical aid. So it's probably about five or six months that they have no medical aid. If they decide to go onto some sort of cover, what is the, what is the waiting period? Or is there a waiting yeah. period? There will be waiting periods. Um, if there's a break in membership, and there are different rulings because it also depends on previous membership that you had. But if there's a break in membership of at least 90 days, so three months, mm. then the medical schemes can rightfully impose a waiting period. And that waiting period can be a general waiting period of three months. So members will have to pay the contributions for three months, but they might not have covered during that three months. And members are also allowed to exclude um, cover for existing illness conditions. So that is why members will have to complete a whole new application form where they do ask a lot of health questions. And then the medical scheme can actually impose a 12-month waiting period for existing conditions. But after that 12 months, um, the member will have full cover again. If they had, if they had the, the cover was less than 90 days, then we can actually ask the medical schemes to look at that. Um, maybe they can just still have a general waiting period, but in, if they had previous cover of more than two years on their medical scheme, then they will actually have access to the prescribed minimum benefits during that three-month break or waiting period that they had. But yes, there are two waiting periods that medical schemes are allowed to impose, and that's the general waiting period and its existing conditions that can be excluded only for a 12-month period. Okay, so obviously this will differ from uh, provider to provider, but I mean, does COVID-19 play any role in this? I mean, if people were on medical aid for like 10 years and suddenly lost their job, does that not count for anything if they can prove to the medical aid they lost their job so they, they don't need to go on a waiting period? Unfortunately, the legislation does not make allowance for that at this stage. Uh, the standard or the status quo will apply. They will have to look at what the previous membership was, how long they've been, um, and so that they can determine whether there be, you know, will be a waiting period or not. But in general, if it's a 90-day break in membership, then members will have to apply again 
and then waiting periods may apply. Anele, thank you so much for your time this evening. Anele Ustazen is a branch head at Alexander Forbes Health. And I think that in itself is um, so important for us to understand that any break in cover could actually mean that we have waiting periods um, put in place. And, you know, Murphy's Law, something could happen in that waiting period. You don't actually want that to happen. So may, so it's really important that you consider all your options, look for different um, kinds of cover, alternative products that you can afford at the stage to ensure that you are constantly, you constantly have some sort of medical cover. Coming up next, I'm talking to Zodwa Langeni, founder and CEO of Alchemy Investments. Rewinding, Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. Visit kayafm.co.za for more.